0: Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Gotta make hay while the sun shines. What's this? This is Hello, Sunshine. What if by sharing our stories, we could change the world? Welcome to Hello, Sunshine. Hello, friends. Sophia Bush here, and this is, and especially you, stories for all of us. In this episode, we're learning about how to be your whole self, the good and the bad. And embracing it, no matter where you are in your journey. It's a new day, week, month, year, time to be your best self, right? Can I just ask a question that I bet we're all thinking, what does that even mean anyway, time to be your best self? I want to take a second to think about what's driving that idea. We all feel pressure to be better, right? Better at our jobs, better friends, better parents, better colleagues, better at getting done whatever it is we're doing. But what if we focused more on being whole, bringing our whole selves to all those things that we're doing and that we are? What would that look like? I think our best self is our whole self, not some compartmentalized version, not the version we put out on the highlight reel of our social media. I get... My strength, my insights, my empathy, and my sense of humor from my experiences on this earth. And the whole of my experience, you know, the joys and the disappointments, the big lessons and the heartbreak, the setbacks and the successes. I value all of it because it's the sum total of all of those experiences that make me who I am. It's the sum total that makes each of us who we are. So, What if we could bring that sum total, all of that self, to work with us? What if we could bring that sum total into our relationships? What if we could bring our whole selves into every aspect of our lives? Bozema St. John is one of my role models for this. I can't quite explain it, but when I first met her, I knew I was in the presence of such a deep soul and a total badass. From the minute she shook my hand, I knew this was a lady boss that I wanted to learn all of the things from. Bose has forged her own path by being her whole self at every turn, and she does that without pretense or apology, and she does it at the highest levels of business. I'm talking the big leagues. Apple, Uber, now Endeavor. On tour, Bozma sat down for a conversation with WME's Jennifer Rudolph Walsh to share how she brings it all to the table, whether she's running a corporate meeting or at home with her daughter during one of her darkest moments. She's truly the hero of her own story, and that's what makes her one of my heroes, too.
1: Let's take us back to little Boz. Yeah. Give us a little bit about your early life.
2: Yeah, well, my, my parents are originally from Ghana. And I was born here in the US, but my dad went uh, back to Ghana to work on you know, politics and the government and uh, was part of a, a really dynamic group of people who wanted to change the way that politics is run in sub-Saharan Africa because, uh, as some may know, it took a long time for colonization to end. I mean, we're just, just 60 years past. And so, uh, but with that was still a lot of turmoil. And so, at a certain stage, the government that he was serving in was overthrown in a military coup d'etat. And my mother had to escape Ghana. Uh, She was pregnant at the time. I was the oldest child at six. I had two other sisters, so there were three small children. And your mother was pregnant. And she was pregnant. And my dad was in military detention, basically jail, with like the threat of death. And we uh, escaped and came to the U.S. to Washington D.C. and claimed political asylum. And essentially, I mean, you know, even today, as we look at the news and uh, we think about the caravan, and there's been so much said about that, you know, the reality is those folks are real people. They are human beings. Of course. Uh, yes. Uh, who are, by the way, doing it legally. That is the way you How claim you asylum. asylum right. You come to the port of entry, and you ask for asylum. Right. That's what happens. Right. In our case, uh, we were granted asylum. Imagine that. Granted asylum, and so we were able to uh, make a home here in the US, uh, and my dad was eventually freed after much turmoil. but. Then he, you know, had such a love for Africa and for making sure that, you know, again the political situation uh, in Africa was stable. He wants to go back. You know, what I learned at that time was the commitment to doing what you know is right you know, fighting and doing it, regardless of whatever's in your way, even when somebody thinks you're crazy for doing it. Right, then you ended up moving back to Ghana, is that well, correct? Well, we moved to Kenya, uh, and then eventually moved back to Ghana, but the situation wasn't great, and so we settled in Colorado Springs, Colorado, when I was 12.
1: Colorado Springs, Colorado. How many black girls were there in Colorado Springs, Colorado?
2: Uh, besides my sisters, none. Okay. <laughs> it's actually an important part of the story too, because, I feel that part of the reason why I'm able to walk so boldly now and be you know unafraid in rooms uh, in which I don't look like everybody else is because of that is because, as a 12 year old I walked into my you know uh, middle school classroom, and people were like, "Did you just come from Africa?" And I'm like, "Uh-huh, yeah, you know <laughs> But you know, my mother again, I credit her with this, is that she was fearless in that. You know, she was of the mindset that we were not going to be ashamed, you know, of who we are and our background and our heritage. And that, yes, of course, we want to be here in America and contribute to the society, but that didn't mean that where we came from was terrible. Right, you weren't going to make your legacy invisible. So if I came to your house, we were the same age,
1: and you invited me over, was I going to be going into a home that was doing things that they had done in Africa, or doing things that were sort of Americanized? No,
2: we were, you, were gonna, you were gonna be in a Ghana. That's what was gonna happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny, because people always laugh, and I'm like, I don't know why that's funny. It was horrifying, you know, as a 12-year-old. Because, you know, my mother speaks four languages, uh, but she would always speak our native language in the house, even to my friends when they would come over, you know? And I'm like, they don't understand what you're saying. That and was she, kind of the point. Yeah, was, and she was like, house. well, they should
1: learn. Yeah, you're you know? house. And I was
2: like, how are they gonna learn, Mom? You know? Um, or it's like, you know, in our food culture, you know, we use a lot of pepper. And so she would cook these extraordinarily spicy foods and she would serve it without warning. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> exactly. And my little white friends would be all red-cheeked and crying, <laughs> you know? And she was like, hey, eat it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so at least the people that came back you knew were your true friends though, right? Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. They were like, we get burned at your house and we can't understand anything. I'm like, that's what it and is. And then you went over to their house to eat Doritos. Exactly, exactly, like, yeah. She was always like, "And you go to their house, you eat pepperoni with your hands, eh? When they come to our house, they will eat soup with their hands." I was like, why we gotta be so angry about it though? <laughs> you know, like, why we gotta be so mad? But it was, it was a really great lesson because now, you know, I, do not, I don't assimilate. Right. It's like you are going to accept me in my fullness.
1: I love that. How did you find your way into a business where you're basically helping other people see themselves represented? I yeah. mean, did that seem like a natural progression for you?
2: You know, it was kind of born out of that same moment, you know, when we came and settled in the U.S., Um, I really wanted to connect to my classmates, and there was no way to do that except to understand pop culture, you know? And in Colorado at the time, I mean, it was like John Elway was king, you know what I mean? And it was like the Broncos were everything. So I know everything there is to know about John Elway and the Broncos, you know what I'm saying? Go Broncos. but also it's like music and movies and, you know, I, there's so many films from that time that I can recite. I read every magazine, I watched MTV incessantly, I listened to the radio, anything that I could get my hands on, fashion, anything. And I mean, from that, I mean, I, it, it was a habit that then turned into a love and a passion. But at the same time, you know, again, immigrant household, my parents were like, well, none of that is gonna get you anywhere. You know, you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer, pick one of the three, you know? So my sister, who is 15 months younger than I am, and you know, we grew up like twins, she was like, well, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I was like, damn it, okay, fine, I'll be the doctor then, you know? I mean, how arbitrary! So, and and thank God that I was actually good at the sciences and math, uh, so I was able to get through high school. You know, with knowing that I was going to be a doctor, I went to college pre-med, uh, took all of my courses. But at the same time, I was always dabbling in the arts. You know, I fell in love with African American studies. I loved, you know, English literature. And so I graduated as pre-med with English and African-American studies majors.
1: Wow. So how did you find the courage to tell
2: your parents that you didn't want to be a doctor? Oh, I didn't. I just lied. <laughs> they think you're a doctor right now? My parents do know I'm not a doctor. However, literally, this happened like a month ago. So there was an article about my career, and, you know, and it was you a know, big deal. It was a big article, so it was being shared around Facebook, and my you know, profile is public, so different folks were sharing it and commenting, and my dad was trolling me on Facebook. Like, he literally was going on these articles and, you know, people saying how amazing it was, and he, his only comments were, she could have been a doctor. <laughs> like, literally, Forbes is like, she's one of the 15 greatest CMOs of all time. My dad's like, she could have been a doctor, though. This is very disappointing. You know, I was like, it's too
1: good. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift a little bit because our wonderful co-founder, Glennon Doyle, says that if we know what breaks our heart, we know who we're meant to serve. Mm. Um, and I love that. So tell me what breaks your heart.
2: Oh, man. Well, there's, there's a lot that has broken my heart over time. Uh, but currently it is, of course, the inequality that we see in our corporate boardrooms uh, for women and people of color, and specifically black women of that,
1: yeah. love that. So that's what you're serving very yeah. proudly.
2: Yes. And
1: I'm also wondering, what gives you hope?
2: That too, black women who are so dope.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, gives me, that gives me hope too. But like, I know you have a beautiful daughter who yeah. you're raising on your own, Yeah. and you're so much a part of her everyday life. So when you look at her young face and her young
2: friends, what about what you're seeing makes yeah. you feel hopeful? You know, I have shifted my perception of parenthood. Uh, My husband passed away almost five years ago. Uh, He died of cancer and my daughter was four. And at the time, you know, of course, the devastation of of that was probably it felt like more than I could bear. You know, I think at the time I was looking at my relationship with her as managing her, making sure she's eating, you know, going to her daycare, getting the play dates together. You know, it was just management. Obviously loving her, but it was management versus what then shifted after he died, which was that she became the partner in raising her. I knew I couldn't do it by myself, I knew it. You know, it was like one of those panic nights where I was you know, up, couldn't sleep, uh, probably a few weeks after he died and she was laying next to me sleeping and I was looking at her like, what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I was like, I didn't plan to do this by myself. You know, I was like, this is, I was like, this is, this is terrible. And I looked at her and like, this is probably the bad mommy moment besides the cursing in front of her and all that. Um, but I woke her up. You know, I woke her up. <laughs> what? Well, she wakes me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Let her know what it feels like. <laughs> I woke her up, and of course she's looking at me like, (laughs) what the hell's going on? And I was like, listen here, kid, (laughs) you know? And uh, yeah, I I was really serious though. I was like, listen here. I was like, you're gonna help me. And she was looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and I was like, you're gonna help me raise you. And she still was looking at me like, you know, confused. And I was like, no, for real. Like, you're gonna help me raise you. You're gonna tell me what you need and how you need it, I'm gonna tell you what I need, and we're gonna do this together." And she was like, okay, mommy. And she went back to sleep. <laughs> but I tell you something, that okay mommy was all I needed. It truly you, changed well, everything. You, realize like you After it that, together. I was like, okay, you know, and now we are extraordinarily communicative. You know, it's why I can feel okay being away. You know, Um, because we talk about it. Yeah, we're super connected. She knows what I'm doing. You know, earlier today, I had a meeting at Walmart. But it was funny because this morning, uh, when I got here, I, you know, FaceTimed her. I landed okay. You know, she wants to know everything was fine. And I was like, I'm on my way to Walmart. And she was like, okay, good. good. Can you bring me something? I was like... (laughs) Hint, 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 You know what I'm saying? I was like, girl. Uh, But, you know, I, I want her to to be a partner in this that she is aware about what I'm doing why I'm doing it that it is in service of us you know and that I'm not leaving her stranded or that I don't care about what she's doing or that you know I could I have fun doing other things that don't involve her I want her to always understand why I'm doing it and what I'm doing it for
0: it really just knocks the wind out of me The way Bose is so forthcoming about both the joy and the pain of life. I read something recently that said, I share my scars so that others might know they may heal. And it took my breath away. Bose is doing that every day, as a powerhouse executive and a refugee, as a mother and a widow, and as a friend. And I wonder what would happen if we all did that. Thank you, Bozema, for helping forge the way. Let's all do more of that and bring our whole selves wherever we go, yeah? We're back next week to talk about learning how to be brave with my dear sister friend, Glennon Doyle, who is one of the bravest people I know.
1: I needed to learn that I could sit in that pain of, of those feelings in the stillness and that not only would they not break me, but they would make me. Now that you've
0: heard this episode of And Especially You, visit us on all the socials. At Hello Sunshine, at together live events, you can come by and say hi to me at at Sophia Bush, and make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps new people find our show and hear these stories. On this episode of, and especially you, you heard from Bozma Saint John and me. I'm Sophia Bush, and uh, all I want is for all of us to be our whole selves always. And Especially You is a production of Hello Sunshine by Together Live. Our podcast producer, Sarah Pellegrini. The conversation between Bozema St. John and Jennifer Rudolph Walsh was recorded live at Welton Arts Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas.